Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and I am super excited to be joined for this episode by Heather. Hi, Heather. Hello, Becky. And Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Hello. Um, I just want to check in with everyone. How is your reading going? Um, my reading for the last six weeks, a mess, a complete mess. Um, I'm really struggling. Like, I don't know that I'm going to hit my year in goal. Mm, I am a mess as well. Nothing is, I mean, like, there's good stuff, but it's taking me a long time to finish. Yeah. I'm not reading a book a day anymore, which is sucky. Yeah. I'm not reading a book a day. I'm reading a lot. I've been really disappointed with most of the books that I've read. I've been really disappointed with most of the books that I read. And the one that I had to pick, I had to go back a long way to find a book that I thought was worthy of book of the week. I think I went back to like August. Ugh. Because I've already recommended everything else. I had to reread <laughs> a lot. <laughs> wow. wow. Do you know what though? For the last month, picking a book of the week has been a struggle for me also just because things are just three star. Like I'm not, it's good. It's just not, I haven't had that exceptional suck me in. I can't wait to talk about this book moments lately. And I did yeah. try some newer to me authors that have hit better than some of my tried and true authors. But I will say there is a book coming out later this month by an author we adore, which is my book of the week that y'all need to have on your uh, TBRs. Uh, my book of the week, I'm just going to say, is very on brand for this episode. Okay. <laughs> Mine is not. Mine is like not on brand for this episode at all. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> uh, <No>, okay. <laughs> we like it a little bit like that. Um, so this week, I'm going to skip our term of the week because we actually are going to give some definitions in within our discussion. Um but for this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are talking about romantic suspense. It's been a while since we talked about it, so it's time to deep dive into the who done it of romance. Now, previously, Leah and I, I think Heather and Rachel were on that episode. We did the unexpected protector. And then mm -hmm. Heather, Rachel, and Leah drafted their ultimate uh, security force. Mm -hmm. Um, so on this episode though, I don't think people realize, so some people look at romantic suspense and automatically only think security force, right? No, yeah. but there actually are other parts of romantic suspense, um, that we don't often talk about. So we are going to try to cover it all to the best of our ability and hopefully we'll give you some book recs so if you want to try out some areas that you've never tried out before we'll have some books for you to try um heather you want to read everyone what the definition of romantic suspense is so it is the constant threat of danger which is evident throughout the story as at least one of the protagonists is in direct danger so the lives of family members and or friends may also be at stake. Much of the suspense comes from the antagonist who threatens the couple's love and lives simultaneously. So it lots of things. So if we think about some of our favorite 
tropey subgenres like mm-hmm. mafia romance that actually falls into romantic suspense. Definitely. And I feel like this is where close and forced proximity sometimes get messy in this like yes. subgenre. Um, and if you follow me as Bookcase and Coffee <laughs> on Instagram this week, I kind of had a little bit of a force versus close proximity meltdown. Um, I was going to say temper tantrum. So meltdown is a good term. <laughs> well, I was scrolling through IG and an author put books of mine that are forced proximity. And it was a slide, you know, so she had multiple slides. It was five books. All were roommates that she labeled, labeled as forced proximity. And I'm like, cheese and freaking rice. It is not. But I would like you, Heather, to applaud my restraint. I was very proud of you. I did you not comment it. on that author. I didn't tag that author on my post and be like, shit, bitch, this is what forced is. FYI, lady. No. But I think, you know, some people, they don't, it doesn't matter to them, right? No. And then there are other people who are like, well... I sort of want to be informed about what I'm reading. So it's information for readers. I think a lot of lines are getting blurred because it's convenient and you can add it to the little TikTok-y videos where they're like this trope and this trope and this trope and this trope. And I think like a lot of the lines blurring are a big pet peeve of mine because my expectations going into a book are often not being met and I'm left like, WTF were you even thinking writing this like this is not aligned with the tropes that you sold me on and then I'm really irate and I'm never gonna freaking read your book again so good job on the marketing guys good job there are (laughs) going to be in 2024 some upcoming episodes where we are going to talk about what true enemies to lovers is versus rivals and adversaries and we also will have an episode about what exactly is forbidden and taboo. Mm. We are going to do an episode because, again, like force and close proximity, I think mm-hmm. taboo and forbidden get a little mushy. And they're not the same. And to, be, and to be fair, not a lot of people like to talk about that because it's still sort of like, yeah, you know. It's okay. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll, we'll take mm-hmm. the hit and do it. Um, yeah. Okay. So when we have a romantic suspense, there is a structure you can expect in the book. And for a lot of us who read romantic suspense, there is comfort in this structure. Oh, for sure. Um, Lindsay, do you have your doc up? You want to read this, what the structure is? In good romantic suspense, at least one of the protagonists is in danger or someone she or he loves, like a sibling or child is in danger. And the love story builds at the same time that the hero and heroine confront escalating jeopardy until both the suspense and the romance reach a crescendo that leaves the mystery. So I think it's fair to say in the majority of romantic suspense, we are not going to see third act breakups. Correct. And I know that makes both of your little hearts incredibly happy. Yeah, but you are going to see a freaking kidnapping. Hell yeah. (laughs) There's always Lindsay is team kidnapping. There's outside forces that cause like drama, so to speak. 
right? It's not internal, which I think is why I like this. There isn't always a bunch of internal or like relationship drama. It's sort of like the outside world. Yeah. Um, I also think that within romantic suspense, it is a way to create miscommunication and make it digestible. Because you're like, oh, there's danger. So, of course, you can't communicate clearly in danger. Your hum- your human instincts, fight or flight, take precedence. And therefore, communication is a back-end concept. Yeah, but I really love, like, the thing I love most about these is that, like, almost every single one, you wind up in a situation where they have to have a foundation of, like, trust and fairly decent communication between the two of them uh, as like they're navigating the situations and I really love that like the romances tend to develop pretty quickly like they're much faster paced romances I wouldn't say insta love but a lot of insta connection and then you also have pretty much right off the bat like some kind of trust building block which gives them a really strong foundation to start from so when you don't have that third act breakup it's just like the whole trial that they're going through in the romantic suspense storyline just builds a really freaking solid AGA I agree Mm -hmm. because if they can survive that if they can survive a stalker a kidnapping a murderer on the loose or whatnot the danger if they can survive that, then their HEA will survive, right? Right. Um, maybe we should test that theory on our marriages. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, We've had two toddlers, so it feels sort of like a hostage situation sometimes. We have and a puppy. Have teenagers. We have a puppy right now. It's <laughs> it's testing mm-hmm. all of our proximities. Um <laughs> Four factors that must be in a book for it to be considered romantic suspense. And I am not going to, um, I'm not taking any leeway on these. These absolutely have to be in there. You have to experience these factors in order to categorize a book as romantic suspense. So reader empathy. We have to understand. We have to feel So you should have, when reading a romantic suspense book, a good one, you should have some really big feels, right? Yeah. Reader concern. I should be concerned for the safety of something or someone. Correct. Um, Impending danger and escalation of tension. So I need to know early on what the danger is in the book. Do they have a stalker? Is this a matter of they tripped over a body and now the murderer is coming after them? Um, And then I need the escalation of tension. It needs to, I want intensity in my romantic suspense. There needs to be that I want to turn the page because I need to know what's happening, but I'm also a little nervous to know what's happening. Like you're stuck in the middle, but you like just kind of have to know. So you just keep going. Some of them, like sometimes when they add like these little blurbs, like Susan Stoker will do this with her uh, antagonist sometimes, where you get like a brief segment from their perspective and it gives me chills. Like these Uh psychopaths that they're writing, it legitimately gives me chills because of how like 
intensely well the writing is done. Uh, Kennedy L. Mitchell does the same thing. She's famous for just like plunking you in to like the antagonist brain. And you're just like, you're in it. You're like, oh my God, what's happening? It's amazing. So do you like that third person coming in and having insight into their obsession or their motive or their moving forward? Because Nora Roberts does this too, where you will have (laughs) random chapters that are her. Now she writes in third person, past tense, um, so, but you will get insights into um, her villains. I do like it. I, yeah. I like it too, but I don't have to have it. Like, I think the reason that I like the way like Susan does it or Kennedy is because they just do it well. Yeah. So if you're going to yeah. do it, do it well. Yeah. And it's a right moment. Like, it's really about timing. And mm-hmm. I think like a lot of them wind up doing it at about the same time as the third act breakup where they've left so many breadcrumbs and it could be like, you're starting to get to the point where you're like, okay, I think I have a really good hunch. It's this person that is the problem. And then all of a sudden she's like, here you go. Here's who the antagonist is. And they present it in such a way that it sets up really well for like the next phase of tension, like the, the climax of the story and I love I love it when it's done that way in particular. Okay. Yeah, I am thinking about one that like Kennedy L. Mitchell wrote, and um, she sort of led you to believe that it was one person, and you were like, oh, and then there comes like you're all like, yes, it was this person, and then all of a sudden you're in it and you're like, ooh, I'm I don't think it was him. It was good. So do you like that in your romantic suspense? Do you like those red herrings that lead you kind of astray from the main and you're like, I know it, I see it. Or do you like that, you know, within the first three or four chapters, you're like, I know who it is. I got it. I'm in this, but I got it. I like both. I like all of it. As long as there are breadcrumbs, I'm happy. Um, yeah, I think I I like it when they at least give you breadcrumbs so that you can kind of guess. I don't care if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> um, I love plot. I love a good plot twist. I like a good plot twist. I had a mm-hmm. situation, and I I adore her books. Uh, Carrie and Ryan in the last book in her Montgomery legacy, there was she added this kidnapping at the end. And you kind of knew there was some tension in a stalker, sort of. You knew there was bad blood from the heroes. Um, He lost his girlfriend during childbirth. He was now a single dad. And you knew there was tension between the lost girlfriend's parents and him. And something was happening with the heroine, but you didn't quite know what. And you just kind of assumed it was the parents sending her hate. But it ends up, there's a kidnapping and it ends up being this person. And honestly, as I read that book, it felt like it came out of left field. And I actually emailed her and I'm like, Carrie Ann, you got to give me more breadcrumb sister because this out of left field stuff, I'm lost. And she's like, you really felt like it was left. So then she sent me highlights as to where there were clues. And I'm like, I missed all of those. (laughs) That's too funny. I also love that. (laughs) She's like... 
I love you too, but you missed this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, okay. That makes me love Carrie even more. What, like, she calls me out on my possible. shit? <laughs> I just no, love her so much. I do too. So, like, I have A.L. Jackson down as one of the authors that does, like, non-law enforcement or military romantic suspense. And a lot of hers is, like, you're not necessarily in the dark about who the antagonist is. You know it's, like, from their past, but their pasts are causing, like, driving the suspense and tension. So, so that is really intense, too, because she layers a ton of emotional trauma on top of like the suspense element and see so we're going to get to this here because there's basic suspense which is going to be your detectives your law enforcement your security forces and your bodyguards right those are going to be your basic suspense stories when you think suspense these are going to be some of your automatic picks but then there are actually some other subcategories of suspense we have thriller, which is sometimes where dark or mafia romances, some of these um, series uh, like the Mindfuck series, that would fall under a thriller romance, meaning it's going to be a little bit more like a romance happening in the middle of a horror movie. <laughs> um, and then there is mystery. And I think A.L. Jackson writes more mystery romances than she does just basic suspense. Now, she, and I think Catherine Cowell's the same way. She and Catherine both mm -hmm. sometimes will have a small town cop. Not so much A.L. Jackson. Catherine always has a small town cop. But there is, like, there is kind of a little bit of a gradient and a difference. And then also we sometimes see the unexpected detective the um so it would be similar to like um the non-detective romances where they are solving a mystery or a murder together but neither one has a law enforcement background so this would be something similar to like uh janet ivanovich's stephanie plum books uh -huh. She's an unexpected detective. You don't expect this foolish, bumbling Jersey girl to be solving murders and heists and stuff. And that's the other yeah. thing. I don't think we get enough romantic suspense with heists. No. I agree. Oh, wait. We do have that one Sawyer did. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, but, in the Codename series. But um, don't we need like a jewel thief or an heist. art thief? Yeah, Codename Heist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do need that stuff. That stuff is good. Yeah. Wait, like I think Ocean's we're about Eleven. To get one from Penny Reed. I think we're about to get one from Penny Reed because she, the Banana Pants book she's got coming out that is Greg and Fiona's daughter. I think she is pulling a heist. And gets caught up somehow with Desmond. It would be forced proximity anyway. if you were in a bank and the bank was being robbed and you fell in love with somebody in the midst of the robbery. That would be forced proximity, in case anybody was wondering. Uh, Riley Edwards does have one that is a bank robbery. That is the 707. Um, I Freeing Jasper. Uh yeah, they they know each other beforehand, but they wind up like the bank robbery winds up being the catalyst for their romance and the suspense. <laughs> so when you go into romantic suspense, so we have our subcategories. Basic suspense are the ones you automatically think of. And then there's thriller romances and mysteries. But as a reader, when you have somebody say to you, this is romantic suspense. 
What are your expectations of that book? What do you expect to find? Uh, like an alpha male, for sure. Kind of like a toucher and die. I like a toucher and die vibe. Yeah, definitely an alpha male. But the female main character usually has a very strong backbone. They're savvy. They're smart. They're they're not a damsel in distress, even if they are threatened in the situation. So and history somewhere, like somebody has some trauma or somebody after them or something so we talked about we expect big motions but Lindsay, you said you don't expect to see a damsel in distress and i guess i would expect to see a hybrid probably a little bit of a femme fatale with a damsel in distress like she'd yeah. have to i the ones i like she's a combination of both but i do think that a lot of romantic suspense we sometimes do get just especially in bodyguard Mm. they're damsels in distress don't you think sometimes i don't i don't read a lot of those i don't like uh like when a heroine gives too stupid to live vibes yeah girl why are you running back into the haunted mansion with the guy running after you like that don't do that that's stupid like you know what i mean in like cheesy like horror movies they do that like I, i also hate when heroines do that i'm sort of like ugh. But it's don't so you think we kind of get that a little bit, not in all romantic suspense and in none of the ones we're going to recommend because we don't right. like it. But I do think I read one a couple years ago by Lisa Renee Jones. It's the one that she just had turned into a passion flick. And she's the like a sheltered daughter of a billionaire. She's on the run. She's running from something. I can't remember. It's been a while. But she's totally too stupid to live. Like, instead of, like, trusting in the guy that's protecting her, she, you know, sheds everything and runs. And runs right into the arms of the antagonist. And it's like, come on. Come come on. Don't be dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I like the ones where the the heroine is like smart enough to understand that she has to be a team player in order to survive um Mm -hmm. where they actually like one of the ones that sticks out to me is like susan stoker's um defending morgan she hides in a fish dumpster a seafood fish dumpster so that nobody will find her like that really is just disgusting but to me it's like yep that girl's gonna live because (laughs) she's she understands the game here like she's not you know she doesn't have to be told why she's doing stuff like she understands it and they do it and they work together like they're capable of not just being helpless um, I do find that Catherine Cowell, sometimes her heroines are a little too stupid to live. Like, there's a murderer on the loose, and you're in the mountains, and you're going to go hiking where there's no cell phone service. But don't worry, I'll be okay. No, I no. Think that was a pet peeve of mine, because, like, you do not go hiking as a woman, period, regardless of whether or not there's a murderer on the loose, without telling somebody where you're at. And how, like, how, how long you're going to be there and where you're going to be. Like, I don't know. That was a pet peeve of mine. Um, I did like that series a lot. Um, 
but yeah that's just not safe um do you think romantic suspense needs to have law enforcement or military former military people in it for it to be good romantic suspense no no Mm -mm. i agree and i i have struggled and heather and i've talked about it a little bit i struggle struggle a little bit a lot of times with the small town cop trope um and the cop heavy romances that we get sometimes in romantic suspense just because i think that you know it fetishizes and romanticizes cops and as we've seen you know in real life not all of them are great um and so i struggle sometimes with those i also struggle with really heavy military romances um it starts to feel a little bit like men in uniform fetization. Yeah, I will say what I do like about some of those um, men in uniform romances is that a lot of them will make cameo appearances in Virginia Beach and it is really comforting to read them because I don't live there anymore. I can't go those places, but they will cameo like real places that I have been and I love that and I do like that about it though. (laughs) <laughs> no, I think it's One okay of, to like them. I just sometimes yeah. wish that, like, I think there are certain authors that that's the only type of hero they know how to write in romantic suspense. Mm-hmm. And I wish that they would break out and give us more unexpected detectives. Yeah, I also like that some authors do a really good job of um, showing us that war changes people and that it isn't glamorous all the time and kind of what happens after. I mean, some authors more than others are better at that, but I do sort of like how they do that. I did have an interesting, um, now I can't think of what book I was reading. It was very interesting to read a book where, oh, I know who it was. It was that Rebecca Rennick that my fate, her favorite jack-o'-lantern or my favorite jack-o'-lantern that I read. He came, he was six years into the army and he left at the end of his six year um, stent and he came home without PTSD, without like huge emotional trauma. Like his experience in the army was very positive, but he left because he missed his family and his family wanted him to come home. And he was a little directionless after high school. And I really enjoyed that because it mm-hmm. wasn't like raw, raw military but it also wasn't um, sometimes we read some of these authors and every single hero that comes out of the military is somehow damaged. And I think there yeah. are some people that leave their military service that had good experiences. Yeah. Or were at least ambivalent to it. Right. Like yeah. it was something I did. It was an experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is it about romantic suspense that keeps you coming back? Just grab my notes right here because I wrote a paragraph. Okay, Lindsay, tell us your paragraph. (laughs) I'll just read it. Um, a lot of my favorite authors write in this genre. Like I was thinking about it and like almost 90% of my favorite authors are in the romantic suspense genre or have books in the romantic suspense genre. Um, they're like really reliably good because they are kind of formulaic. Like you know what to expect with the 
structure of these stories. So you get reliably with all of them, the same structure. But then what they do is they make each story unique. Like there's some kind of unique element to each story that makes you just want to keep coming back because you're not getting the same story twice, even though the structure is the same. Um, and then I talked about it earlier, like the male main, the two main characters, usually like the plot drives the, usually like the romantic suspense driving the plot, putting them together. Like they have to work past this threat. Like in a traditional romance, you have the main characters, they're working together to find like some kind of future. They're overcoming their past. But in romantic suspense, that entire like standard storyline is threatened like they are not guaranteed a future they have to overcome the storyline in there to get to the possibility of that and I really like that as well um I already talked about the trust and teamwork thing and how it just winds up with a really strong happily ever after like one of the things I talk about all the time is that I want a happy happily ever after I don't want it to like at the end of the story, I don't want to drop the book and feel like, wow, I'm not sure they're actually capable of making this work. This is really shaky. Like you're never in that situation because you're like, wow, they overcame anything. Like the rest is a cakewalk. Um, it's not, <laughs> but you know, like they have the foundation to where you're absolutely certain that these people can overcome anything. And that's why I keep coming back to them because it's like, it's just the, they build such strong relationships. Okay. Mine is probably a little more simple. <laughs> I don't love a lot. Of, I don't love a lot of angst. And so especially like manufactured or like made up drama. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and I feel like there, this isn't necessarily like romantic suspense isn't necessarily. I mean, obviously it's fiction. I get that. But it isn't um, like there's a reason for it. Does that make sense? like there I don't yeah. I know it makes probably no sense. it's there's the outside force causing the angst Correct. and actually on the episode I did with Krista Sandor and Essie Rose I actually listed the eight types of angst and they were like I didn't know there were eight types which again after the first year you can expect an episode from us talking about the different kinds of angst um, but there is an angst about outside source mm -hmm. angst and I think that that's a lot easier to digest. It's more palatable because it's not humanity. Miscommunication is one of our human um, flaws, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, overcoming trauma, d expressing emotions, uh, being a good communicator, all those kinds of things are part of our human flaws. But if there's a kidnapper, that's not our flaw. It's not our fault. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be necessarily like that introspection when you read it as emotional angst in other books. Yeah. And for me, I feel like this is, um, this genre is like very much separated from my regular life too. Like I'm just a boring teacher who lives in suburban Minnesota. You know what I mean? Like I kind of have this you mean Born Minnesota hockey dad life. doesn't just have a gun in the his waistband <laughs> no. that he pulls out and no. saves you from a kidnapper? No. And I don't have like a stalker or anything. So it's like such a separation, you know? 
I don't know. Okay. Lindsay does go walking in the woods a lot, so. I do. Just saying. I did today. I mean, I've done it like five times in the last week, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you ever walk around and go, Mr. Murderer, if you're here, leave me alone today. <laughs> Usually I make sure people know where I am and when I'll be back, though. There you go. If I'm going disappearing, they're going to know right away. <laughs> so when I first, uh, when we first started buzzing about romance, you know, Leah came on and was like, I love romantic suspense. She's all about romantic suspense. And she'd say to me, hey, have you read this author? And I'd be like, yeah, I didn't love them. Or no, I haven't or whatever. And she's like, you hate romantic suspense. And I don't hate romantic suspense. I just have really, really high expectations for romantic suspense so oftentimes I am skeptical and when it comes to romantic suspense and I always go in kind of dragging my feet um because I do have these higher expectations of romantic suspense so I don't often come back to it it's one of those that I really have to desire it and I also think it's a hard, it's a hard subgenre to binge. Like the same author so. over and over, you start to see their formula. Some mm -hmm. of them, yes. Like some of them, yes. And when you, when they are that formulaic, it is, I agree, completely hard to read back to back to back. And yeah, a lot of the ones on my list a lot of the ones on my list are ones that I classify as formulaic, but then I also think you have ones like where their formula is the same, but then like Susan Stoker, every single one, like, like just for the mountain mercenaries, like each of those plot lines, there's an overall, like there's cookie crumbs throughout that lead to the final book, but each one of them is so unique. Like the plot, mm -hmm. like the plot line and the conflict is so unique itself that you don't feel like, it's formulaic yeah even like, though it is like it's got the structure but the story itself like the first one i'm just gonna spoil it right here for you now the first one <laughs> defending ally the guy is freaking insane like this one just like i've never been able to get past this the guy keeps women in cages <laughs> like a zoo on at the zoo like he collects me... them anyway i'm sorry for the spoiler i'm not i'm not like that's good romantic suspense right there because like chills just thinking about it but wait this that is the antagonist not but he's not the hero that keeps the no, women in cages no right? no okay just wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page i'm just saying okay this is what i'm saying though like you're not gonna get that in every single one of her books but no. you're gonna get something that's like equally crazy in its own unique way in all of her books and it's like it's so each one is like so messed up that you're like, wow. Okay. Read the trigger warnings, people read the trigger warnings. Like <laughs> just don't go in blind. If you have trigger warnings. Um, and, and read mountain mercenaries. It, yeah, it was my first series by her. And I was like, Oh, oh my God. I love her. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, so like I did, so I read as they were releasing Catherine Cowell's tattered and torn, um, Tattered Stars series. And then I had done a backlist binge and done all of her Beautifully Broken and her Wrecked series. 
And then it came time to start her new series that she has out, her Whispers series that she has out right now. And as I was reading that first book, the characters felt the same. And the formula, how many pages we were going to read before we realized there was, you know, a bad guy on the loose, you know, and then he would be released on parole and stuff like that. And it started, um, I like realized that I like her books, but I cannot binge read her series. Like I need to do it, you know, one book at a time space in between because, um, you know, she has a pattern and a repetitiveness and a lot of her characters are similar. And there's also like a lot of emotional heaviness. The ones that I have trouble binge reading have a lot of that emotional heaviness in the books. Like her and A.L. Jackson, I would have a hard time reading all of them back to back. I agree on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Really well-written books. Some of so, my favorite books. I cannot read them back to back. It is a lot. Which is good. I mean, the fact that they can pack that amount of emotion into a book is really good. But yeah, not back to back kind of books for me. Janie Crouch has a like a Warrior Ranch one series, and that's pretty heavy. Um, I could I can't binge it. Can't binge those. So do you think that romantic suspense more so than any other subgenre? has a more tendency to have a formula. Yes. Uh So more so than, say, mafia, or I guess, I mean, mafia can fall into sub, but more so than, like, a dark romance would have. So suspense has a more formula. It's more um, common in romantic suspense, do you think? Yeah, and one of the things I like about it, too, is, like, while there is that formula, you cannot there's a limit to how many tropes you can pack. Like I was talking about this earlier, how it's a pet peeve of mine where they just layer on all the tropes. Now they're not able to do that in romantic suspense. You could have a limit of what you can fit in that book before you're detracting from the plot. So yeah, it's formulaic, but then also there's a limit to how many like unique elements they can add to it. So it's not like you're going to get brother's best friend and like you may get brother like a couple of different tropes so you're not going to have like the eight trope long list in a lot of these books okay so i think it is similar to mafia which is so funny because i love romantic suspense and i love mafia but i tend to look for specific tropes in mafia like arranged marriage because that's like pretty formal like right right like they're forced to, like she has to marry him. They get married. They don't really like each other. And then all of a sudden they like each other. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, the way it goes. So maybe I need predictability in my life because, you well, know what I, I mean? I think there's a comfort to formula. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think whose it was. I read a romantic suspense a, a couple months ago. And the person that who who was the who done it, I felt like came out of left field. Like, I did not see it coming. And I'm like... Oh. Jiffy Kate, the brick, the, what was it called? The bombshell and the brick wall? Yeah, the bombshell and the brick wall or the brick wall and the bombshell or whatever it was. Yeah, like, I was like, what? Huh? Like, it felt like out of left field and I struggled a little bit with that. Like, 
it just um I, I think the saving grace there was that it was a minor part to the plot yeah a very minor part to the plot but yeah i was i like more from my breadcrumbs like i i don't like the character to be a surprise yeah i didn't like it either it i mean i like the story and i love jiffy kate do not get me wrong um but for that particular story like the whodunit piece i was just like meh well, the character, like, the the issue there is, like, the character was completely off the page. Like, you didn't know the character at all until yeah, they the did confrontation. So, and that's hard, because I like to have some... The, it's more palatable when you find out who it is, when there's breadcrumbs or some kind of, like, on-page discussion about who has... who it could be. Yeah. Like when there's no who it could be at all. Like when they're not even in the list of who it could be, it's hard. And I think that some playing contemporary romance, small town romances might have a little bit of romantic suspense, like a little nugget of it, but it's not the main part of the story. And so therefore it, um, I wouldn't classify it as romantic suspense. And that's actually like my book of the week there's you know some drama that happens and it has like an antagonist who does some not good things but it wasn't like a clear who done it do you know what i mean like you kind of right. know who the bad guy is but it it led to some moments of suspense yeah i would classify like we have talked about this many times before but i would classify uh claire kingsley and lucy scores bootleg springs as like very romantic suspense light there's the overarching mystery to the story and that is a big part of like all of the books leading up to the last one but it is like i would firmly classify those books as contemporary i wouldn't classify them as romantic suspense at all agreed okay so we want to give you some of our favorite romantic sus suspense, either authors or titles. Not all of our recs will be law enforcement, military, or security recs. So I kind of broke mine down to mystery, non-detective romantic suspense, thrillers, and then law enforcement or military or security forces. If you didn't break yours down like that, guys, it's no big deal. We're just going to kind of go through these. Um and share a little bit of what we have but you can't use everyone as um uh you can't use all military or security forces heather <laughs> i'm not gonna do that either i did actually find alternatives for a lot of these and then heathers I also, are all going to be <laughs> i also highlighted forces. like i also specifically called out like some representation that's type, okay type picks anyway okay. not very many <laughs> i'm just giving i'm just giving heather a hard time heather go first what was your first who's your first pick um well i think qb tyler has a bodyguard romance i haven't had a chance on my kindle but she never ever disappoints and she has a bodyguard and it's usually like an age gap and pretty she's pretty steamy so she is pretty steamy and that's also sort of like protector romance like usually the guy is real protective of the heroine um yeah she does that well um okay what do you got Lindsay? uh britney zaheen falcon falls security this is the my overall favorite 
books that I read for the first time this year. Um, I am going to specifically call out the Taken one, which has been recommended many times over. Gray is our buzzing about romance man of the year. And I, all I have to say is if you haven't read it yet, go download the audiobook. Aiden Snow narrates him. Aiden Snow narrates him. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's it. She's Her just, covers are really great. Why too, is it, yeah, they are. But like, why is it not already on your Audible download? <laughs> it is only on Audible, but it's Aiden Snow. Um. So I have to tell you, Lindsay. <laughs> There's a quick shot coming out where we did her latest release. Amanda and I, we reviewed her latest release. We didn't love it. I haven't read it yet. The, is that the one she co-wrote? No, this is the one that's her mom, like, that oh, just came yeah. out. It's the chef from the book that you and Leah did a quick shot on. And he's a chef and he doesn't cook in the whole fucking book. What? Yeah. Um, okay. So I am going to go with, this is a little unexpected. It's a little different. Um, Minion Michael, she has a series that is called her Douglas Group, the Protector Series. These are political and bodyguards. So they're former Secret Service, and they moved to this small town, book one, she is the daughter of the um, president, but she has a falling out with her parents, and he is her Secret Service guy at university, and some things happen. There's a big mystery, um, and that book is Freebird, and then it's Lone Wolf, which is A Marriage of Convenience, and I thought there was a third. I guess the third book isn't out yet for this series. So, but that's when it's um, Freebird and Lone Wolf are. Ooh, those sound great. They're re I really like her books. I read her hockey stuff and I really oh. did like um, this series. It had, um, shoot, there's the, um, is it called The Agent that's on Netflix where he works in the room that takes the phone calls for the Secret Service? I don't know. Anyway, it, it kind of just has those vibes. It's a little bit of a mystery, a uh, bodyguard protector. I really like them. Um, okay, Lindsay, give us another rec. Um, I'm going to do Rescuing Bren by Susan Stoker. So Dane is ex-military. He's an amputee now living in remote Idaho. Bren has Asperger's syndrome. I think the disability rep, or I guess, just general representation i don't like calling it a disability um it's really good with this one it's not one of my favorite of her books but i really love it <laughs> like i i kind of just love all of her books to be honest um their meat cute is so it's i don't even know if you call it a meat cute it's like they meet in the grocery store he only goes to the grocery store at very specific times of night and she like stalks the shelves a certain way to help him out because she sees him struggling and then he's convinced she's a stalker. It's a whole big thing. Um, it's just really good. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Heather? Um, I have Striker. It is a Sentinel security series. Um, 
And these are, yes, they're former military or former cops. Um, and who's but the it author? Isn't all men. Oh, Anna Hackett. Anna. So it is not all men in the security team either. Well, And she Which, has um, a romantic suspense where they are treasure hunters. Yes. So this one is, um, he's a hot British billionaire and she goes into his company to try and find um, a former, like an arms, a rogue arms dealer. And so she's the badass and he's the billionaire. Love it. It is so good. Okay. Um, so recently, Amanda and I have started reading Sienna Snow. Um, she has her Gods of Vegas and her Street Kings. And these are going to be thriller romances more so than um, non-detective romantic suspense. There are stalkers. There's some power plays involved in it. But these are absolute heroes that are um, kind of badasses. Like they just, um, there's just always lots of things at play. So, um Sienna S- Snow, uh, Gods of Vegas, and her Street Kings. Okay, Heather, what do you got now? Um, I think I've already talked about her, but I really, really love Kennedy L. Mitchell. Her writing is phenomenal, and she has um, multiple series. So she has a protection series. She has a power play series, which is um, like DC um she also has like a guarded like mar- u.s marshals and it's like small town that's in the in clear site the um in clear site series is amazing they're marshals and they're like in the witness protection program it's a small town in texas and it's done written very well love it um what do you got Lindsay? i'm gonna do firefighter romance now so riley edwards she writes a lot of ex-military but in her next gen series, she has two really good firefighter romances. The heroes are um, both firefighters. So Keeping Quinn, he's a firefighter. And then it's Jasper's daughter from the 707 series. And then it is the other one is Claiming Tuesday. So it's the two best friends that are firefighters. And Jackson is the firefighter in Claiming Tuesday. He's also one of the sons of the 707 in her series so both of those really like them so an author that writes a lot of romantic suspense um and they're often non-traditional detectives and she's i don't know i just adore her lexi blake she has her master's in mercenary but she also has uh we did the perfect gentleman series that she wrote with shayla black shayla black also has a lot of romantic suspense and um uh, former military security forces. Now, I know Heather doesn't read her because a lot of her stuff is duets. There's two books for each couple. Um, but sometimes there's a menage. Um, Shayla Black, yeah. She, and she has lots of like, there's one where the woman is the madam of a, um, uh bordello right that's the right word right in new orleans and she has a stalker and these two guys come in and they save her and it's part of her wicked i think it's her wicked lovers series um 
fantastic. That's like my love language. And she's like, like they're like, could you stop wearing mini skirts? You can't run. And she's like, I'm not giving up my mini skirts. It's so funny. Um, but I just do. I really like Lexi Blake and Shayla Black. And sometimes they write together. And it's kind of like, okay, this is a random thing. But I saw that Mary Carr, Lexi Blake, and Lila Dubois were like on a writing retreat together at Lila's where she lives outside uh, Napa Valley. And I was like, why why can't I be at that writing retreat? Because Mary Carr and Lila Dubois have a security force uh, menage series they write together. And Lila, oh my gosh. And then she has that alphabet. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. I just want to be best friends with those three. Like, can Obviously. I be best friends? Can I also just say, like, Lexi Blake's stories in the romantic suspense genre, a lot of them are James Bond, like, movie name remakes or yeah. like uh jason Bourne. Yeah. yeah it's so clever okay. Okay. i found a mystery you, i have a mystery series. you have a mystery tell us what is your mystery series well and obviously i can't do one episode without recommending a male male series. okay that's Please. fine right? <laughs> right i mean who are we even talking to so um there is a series it's called safe harbor it is by annabeth alpart and it is um albert it is a three book series the first one is dad's best friend um there he the first guy is former military but he's not in like the military force or anything um and then there's a crime podcaster and uh like uh he's like a forensic like a crime scene investigator but he was injured and so he's now um like disabled and he's a professor and there's this overarching mystery in this small town in Oregon so it is called the safe harbor series it's a three book series in Kindle Unlimited it's amazing okay what do you got Lindsay um so cozy mysteries, Penny Reads, Engagement and Espionage and Marriage and Murder. Those are less romantic suspense, I think, since But Cozy I mean, Mystery like, would fall well, they're, under they're, Yeah. But I don't like they're so what I like about them, they're not the main story. They're like a subsequent story from characters that have already got their HEA. But she does a really good job of like So it starts with beard science. And one of the things I like is like as they're working through these mysteries, like it does show the growth of their relationship because you didn't get a lot of physical stuff in the first one. You saw, and like Jen lived a very repressed life before Cletus. And I like how it really like reinforces the HEA and shows a lot of character growth while also giving you really good mysteries. I really enjoy them. And it's kind of light. Like they're not, they're kind of punny and cute. And yeah, I really enjoy them. Um, so so you're talking funny and cute and this is lighter romance it's a <laughs> traditional and a little less steamy um dial a for aunties by jesse q santino um the heroine stumbles upon a dead body and she calls her mom and her aunties and they help her bury the body or 
get rid of the body, but somehow the body ends up with her at a destination wedding. So it's a little weekend at Bernie's kind of feel to it. And it's hilarious. And it's madness. And if you've never read Dial A for the Aunties, I cannot recommend it enough. There's another book out and I think a book three with these aunties are coming out. It's so funny. So funny. Uh, Book two is Four aunties and a wedding. Yes. Okay. And it comes out 2024 or is it out right now? Uh, It comes out. Oh, no, it's out. Oh, it's out. Okay. But I still think there's a third book. Anyway, she's a Latinx author and Uh um, they're just so funny. And the audiobooks are really cute too. So anyway. The covers? Adorable. I would buy them just for the covers, to be honest. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, so yeah, Dial A for the Aunties is a little bit of a mystery because they've got a dead body they're carrying around with them. That's amazing. Um, okay, and I'm just going to real quick give a couple authors and then let you guys do yours and then we'll go to the next thing. Um, if you aren't reading Aurora Rose Reynolds, Renna Morgan, because I cannot have a romantic suspense episode that I do not mention Renna Morgan... Julie Garwood, Nora Roberts, Meredith Wilde, her book Hardwired, um, she's a hacker, and he's a billionaire tech owner, and he hires her to help her, to help him figure out coding and stuff, and there's a mystery, um, and Skywarn. So if you aren't, re- oh, and I guess Maya Banks. So Julie Garwood, Nora Roberts, Meredith Wilde, uh, Aurora Rose Reynolds, Renna Morgan, Sky Warren and Maya Banks. What are you even doing with your life? And then there's Sawyer Bennett's code name, which we did talk about oh. a little earlier. Okay. I will say Sky Warren is also like on the very, very crazy town segment of suspense, romantic suspense. <laughs> Extremely dark. Like, again, make sure if you have triggers, yeah. read the trigger warnings for these because like a lot of people oh. would str- like if you have trigger warnings, there's a lot in her books that would just like. Well, and she blurs the line between like she does a lot of age gap mm-hmm. and she blurs the line with antiheroes and guardian uh an authority and but heather be warned often her books are trilogies they are they are trilogies and there's a lot of like he has bought his woman at auction kind of thing like so many sex auctions so many sex auctions very dark but it's okay they're really good they really are they also give me the chills, like creepy town. I mean, the they're level of there's town. bonkers. I'm trying to think. It's like the pawn, the night. Yeah, that it, one is absolutely insane. Like he, where they're in the insane asylum, and the guy is like orchestrated. It, yeah. They're yeah, they're almost Chill, thriller. They're thriller hey. because like mm. they're insanity. The, yeah, there's definitely a psychological element in them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But they're very good stories. And a lot of times the audios are on Hoopla. Um, so if you haven't read her, you can check her out there. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, The Butcher and the Blackbird, which I haven't read yet, but it's on my Kindle. It's a dark romantic comedy. But actually, it, and it says trilogy, but there's three different couples for the three bucks. Um, this just got bought by Simon & Schuster. And Joe Arden does the audio for this book. So uh, I'm sold. 
So I think another author that is probably not a lot of people talk about, and I think they should, is Anna Blakely. She has the Risk series. So she has, she actually has a lot of um, series, but she, if you're new to her, she just released a brand new series called Keeping His Promise, Eagle Nest Securities. Um, it is on my Kindle and it, she is a phenomenal writer. I really like her. And she um, has pulled back some of her releases um, in the past just because she didn't feel like it was, um, it wasn't the product she wanted to deliver. And so she's not a author who doesn't deliver books that she thinks are top notch. And so I respect an author that does I that. need to read her because she's going to be at that knockout bash that we're going to next June um, in uh, Louisville. She's there with Anna Hackett and um riley edwards and susan stoker so she's she's really great and she's very very sweet um i really like her a lot i'm fairly certain amanda ran away from her in florida when she went to that signing in florida she did (laughs) we love you amanda we're not laughing at you we're laughing with you just because that's exactly what i would do i'd be like hi i'm like obsessed with you bye (laughs) Oh my god, you guys are ridiculous. Okay, that is like how I am. Like I I would be so worried I'd spend all that money and then I wouldn't even be able to talk to anybody. This is why Jenny travels with me. She makes me do all the talking. My husband asked you, what are you gonna do when you meet Sarah Bennett? I'm like, I'm probably not gonna be able to speak because I just You know, it's so funny because I talk to her on the phone all the time. Like she has pictures of ollie she's obsessed with ollie like we talk all the time but i have yet to hang out with her in person and um yeah kind of like you it's going to be a moment of it's sawyer bennett i love her mm-hmm. <laughs> so is there any other room i'm sure that people who are listening we might not have hit on your romantic suspense favorite author do not worry i'm sure we'll be back in the future with a different roundup of different um contributors because everybody reads a little different um i'm mm-hmm. sure that amanda and leah's list would be and rachel would be very different than ours probably i they would rachel would 1000 percent recommend um cynthia eden she has some really like you look at leah covers loves like, her leah loves you're like, her these don't look like romantic suspense but they're very very good um casey lynn also is new that um I've kind of dove into, and I really like her too. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Um, You can find a list of all the books that we mentioned or as best to our ability that we mentioned on our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Also, if you're not aware, we do have a Buzzing About Romance wiki that Amanda is the keeper of. And if you would ever have a question, I had someone send me a DM today on Instagram that said, hey, randomly a couple weeks ago i was listening to an episode and you mentioned a book about a silver fox and in the previous series were their parents can you tell me what book and i was like yes yes i can tell you what book i was talking about um but if you ever have questions because you can't think of a title or we didn't clear you can always check our website or seriously slide into our dms and we will try to figure out what what book we were talking about I also have a romantic suspense spreadsheet that I spent um, a stupid amount of time on. And so if you want it, I will share it with you. There's maybe 17 tabs with a reading order of these authors. So I'm happy to share 
um, and you can make a copy of it. Okay. I love you, Heather. <laughs> I love you. Um, okay, so guess what, guys? Guess what time it is? It is Book of the Week. I hope at home, if you're listening, you are doing jazz hands and saying this with us. Um, you know, especially like if you're running or something. Um, <laughs> Maya listens to us while she runs because she's getting ready to run the New York Marathon. Um, I hope when you run, you do jazz hands while you listen to us. I require it. Please <laughs> yeah. do that. But none of us are running the New York City Marathon. <laughs> Not one of us. Um, okay, Lindsay, what is your book of the week? Okay, like I said, I had to go all the way back to August to find one I hadn't recommended already. And it was Rootbound by Tara DeWitt. I was really surprised that I liked this book because it was making the rounds. And finally, I was like, I'm just going to read it. The cover's cute. It sounds like my kind of thing. It is a small town uh, kind of cowboy romance. Um, she is from basically the heroine in the book. She is just recently divorced. She's having a really hard time in life. And she has been, she's a photographer who's been contracted out to take pictures for basically a secret person's book. She's been doing these projects for this person for a while. So she takes on this job and the job winds up being at her estranged father's ranch. So she okay. goes out to the ranch to do the project, falls in love with the ranch hand, like learns a whole lot about who she is. It was just a really good book. I was really surprised. Because I, I didn't expect it. I did not expect it at all. Um, was, and those are a little slower burn, a little lower steam. It was a, not that much. Um, okay. It's a little bit slower burn in that it's like 50% of the way through, but it's not really that slow burn. Okay. It's, I mean, the book was independently written and now it's been picked up for traditional publishing paperback. So yeah, yeah, if you read it and you want the paperback, good luck finding it. It's not out there. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's I was surprised it was spicier than I expected okay and uh, it was really cute like there were a lot of cute funny moments there was a lot of like chemistry and tension building and relationship development there was a little bit of like enemies to lovers eh, adverse eh, they just don't get along at first but it's cute it's it was good okay um Heather what's your book of the week my book of the week by Anna Hackett. It is book two in the Fury Brothers series. It is set in New Orleans and that's a found family. So they're not biological brothers. They're like a found family of brothers. Um, and the cult is a bounty hunter. So he likes to catch the bad guys. He's also a single dad. And Macy is his um, office manager. Um, he calls her his assistant and she decided that she's the office manager because it wouldn't run without her. There you go. And she's very sassy and I really like her. And the daughter is very sassy and I'm love... eight chapters in and I can't, I'm probably not sleeping tonight. I love sassy. Okay. Earlier I said, I was going to tell you one that had a romantic suspense element, but it was not romantic suspense. That book was come here with me by Brooke Montgomery, but that is not my book of the week. Because I actually started a different book of the week and I have to talk about it because I adore this human. So 
Business Card Boyfriend by Krista Sandor. She is a jilted bride. She runs home to a small town to a cabin that was left to her by a great aunt. And the hero is a handyman. But she cannot fall in love with him. And he is so fucking grouchy. Like, Krista Sandor can write a grouchy. And if you've ever watched anything we've ever done with Krista, Krista is not a grouchy human. Like, she is, like, funny and totally full of humor but she writes some of the grouchiest grouchiest heroes um so everybody should check out business card boyfriend it comes out at the end of october um and i don't know i love i love krista sandor um okay Uh, what heather uh the cover is adorable isn't I got to help pick out the cover. I actually helped plot the series. Like this is in my heart. Also, she went a little crazy on swag. So make sure you watch my social media this week because she sent me a swag box that is like next level. Because the town was funded founded by a paper company. And so she, she went heavy into the stationery. She does do really good swag boxes like if she's selling them or giving them away it is always if 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 there's any giveaway related to krista sandor just go all in because it is so incredible like the boxes that come are giant i got one from summer reading challenge i think last year Uh uh-huh it was amazing it was beyond amazing (laughs) So she is doing readathon. She is our final author of readathon the day after Thanksgiving, and she's like, "I'm saving a box of business card boyfriend that is gonna have all the swag." Like she made a hat and a journal. So make sure you watch our social media for whenever uh, Krista will be around. She's also doing books, brews, and booze on the twentieth, Friday the twentieth. But this doesn't I come out till love- the twenty second. Love her. Love her. She's just a joy. She's like one of those humans that um, you're just like, yeah, she's sometimes I think she's too nice to be my friend, but she's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Patreon update. Welcome new Patreon member Marisol. Welcome to the Hive. We are so excited to have you along. Um, for those who get swag packs... Um, they should have hit your mailbox over the last week and sponsoring authors for October are Laura Lynn Page, Angelina M. Lopez, Mary Carr, and Michaela Smetzler. Um, I shared some favorite titles of mine from each of these author, Laura Lynn Page, her dirty sweet duet. It is Shane East and Carly Robbins that do the narration. And there is this in book two, this incredible. It's an age gap, single dad romance um, and close proximity. And there is this mutual masturbation scene in book two that is like one of the spiciest things I have ever read. And also it's Shane East, guys. Like, yeah, I was Shane. like writing this down oh. like Shane East. Okay. Yeah, what, yeah. what is that again? Uh, the Dirty Sweet <laughs> Duet. It's two books. It's Mm -hmm. uh, Dirty, I think it's Dirty Talker and Dirty Liar or Sweet Liar. I don't know. It's Laura Lynn Page. 
is two books narrated by Shane East. Yeah. Um, so it's one, actually a little two. different. Book one is Shane East and book two is. So Shane East reads book one. And but there is some uh, duet monologue together where Carly Robbins comes in. And then in book two, it's mainly Carly Robbins. And then okay. Shane East comes in with dialogue. Um, okay. but, but he's in both. Yes. And she <laughs> is a femme fatale. Like she sets out to seduce him. Love that. So um, it is worth checking out. Carolina and I did a quick shot of romance on both books. Um, probably February of 2022. Um, so you can find those in the archive. Um, Angelina M. Lopez. I actually am going to recommend her Lush Money. It's female billionaires in wine country. And they're really good. I mean, we talk about after hours, but Lush Money by Angelina M. Lopez is also very, very good. Mary Carr, I've talked about this book multiple times. I love her books. She loves a thruple. So if you are into thruples, you should absolutely check out Mary Carr. Often they're male, female, male. Um, and rarely do swords cross in hers. But her latest one, the swords do cross. But she has this hockey book that, and I think it's only like 250, 300 pages. It's called Making His Play. It's um, hockey, best friend's brother, and a Vegas wedding. She, her best friend convinces her brother to go as her date to the wedding of her ex. Love it. And it's so good. It is so good. Yeah. Um, and also, if Mary Carr writes it, I read it. I just... And Michaela Smetzler, um, of course, there's her Confidence of Wildflowers series, but check content and trigger warnings or look for those reviews on my blog. But her Bad Boys Break Heart series is in Kindle Unlimited, and it's pretty good. It's angsty, though. She likes the angst. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for heavy angst, check out Michaela Smetzler. Um, all members of the Patreon get exclusive episodes along with perks like buzzing about... Uh, Buzzing Book Club, November Book Club guest author is author Zoe York, and we are reading Fearless at Heart. Um, it's a second chance romance. He is a bush pilot, and I think she's a mechanic, or she owns the dock that he has to, his uh, that he does his float plane uh, flies into. Um, what is this book again? Fearless at Heart by Zoe York. It's November's book club pick, Lindsay. It's like Lindsay doesn't read the emails from me. <laughs> I do. It's okay, Lindsay. It's okay. Most of the time. Um, it's small <laughs> town. bad with emails. It's okay. It's small town Canada. And I actually have read book one in this series and book two. And I really like it. It's... Uh, five brothers and they're a little wild and i love them but uh, you have me at float plane well book hey. book one <laughs> he is a firefighter or no paramedic like a, a station chief and she is a midwife that comes to their rural small town to start up a midwife practice with her partner and he has a daughter who's 
18 graduating high school and finds out she's pregnant. So for the majority of the book, they can't get together because he is the father of her patient. And then it deals with the potential of a, um, like what happens if she's, it's an age gap and she still imagines herself having children. And he keeps talking about how now that he's raised his daughter, it's his turn to live a young life because he had his daughter as a teen also. So it's just it's a real any any raised his brothers. Anyway, I really like the series. And if you haven't read Zoe York, you should absolutely check it out. She also writes under Ainsley Booth and uh Chloe Maine. Um, if you're attending the HA Readers event in Indianapolis, Indiana on November 3rd and 4th, please make sure you are following us on Instagram. Uh, we're planning a buzzing about romance meetup on Friday night and a game night on Saturday. I will also have a special listener swag at the table. So make sure you stop by and say, hey, and let me know that you listen to the podcast. Um, and if you have not signed up for our newsletter, this is a great way to keep up to date to all our happenings. And we have our big yearly readathon happening November 24th. And we're getting ready to start Clear the TBR Challenge, which you can earn bookish prizes uh, for moving books off your TBR. So if you read from your TBR, you have the chance for lots of cool bookish prizes. Um, I have some autographed books. We're going to do a group read of Good Luck Charm by Helena Hunting, and I have signed copies of that book to give away. So it's absolutely worth uh, hanging out with us and checking out our newsletter. Just full disclaimer, my TBR has never shortened from these read-alongs. <laughs> like I have cleared books off my TBR. I just wind up with like three times more added to mm-hmm anyway so so. So you know why we started clear the tbr challenge right do you know the story behind this so the very first year that leah and i were on the podcast together we were going to pick a book for every month our top read of every month that was published that month and i had months that i didn't have a top book for and leah's like well how are you going to make yourself read these and not just wander off and i'm like wait if I make other people read them with me, then I won't uh, wander because I'll have a deadline, right? And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So thus, Clear the TBR Challenge was born. And that very first year in 2021, when I launched it, every single title in that um, that year's read-along were ones I was trying to figure out if they were going to be my top read for the year-end episode. So oftentimes the group read list, I, I ask everybody what authors are on your TBR that you want to get off or what titles. And if you guys don't tell me that I'm just going to pick, pick books up off my TBR and make you all read them with me. I mean, usually that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I know. Uh, Jenny gives me too much power. She constantly says to me, I just read whatever Becky tells me to. I'm like, I don't think I've ever gone wrong that way. Well, that's nice to hear. Heather, I think we've had a couple together where we're like, what did we read? Yeah. Um, BTW, Reckless at Heart. I just looked it up. I somehow own it. So that's what I'm going to be reading. I wonder if I own it. It was a free first in series. I think it's been... Zoe York is actually the one that's behind the Stuff Your Kindle 
days in oh. programs. She's the one who created that like four or five years ago. So I can blame her for the 3,000 bucks I have on my Kindle that I haven't read? Absolutely. It's all Zoe York's fault. She'll be at book club in November. Make sure you yell at her then. No, I'll be like, oh my God, thank you for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's like super smart too. She's like one of those authors that like knows publishing and is super smart. Mm-hmm. So bring all your questions and you guys can ask Zoe instead of me. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, uh, Lindsay and Heather, thank you so much for hanging out and chatting uh, romantic suspense with me. Anytime. Um, (laughs) Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.